draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Oh, that's a draft cold open day. right there. Hey, Wiggins. Screw <laughs> that other side. We stay winning. <laughs> <laughs> Jody on the mark. Uh, oh, man, you know I had to do it. Hello and welcome back to the Second and Two Podcast. I'm your host, TB. I got my co-host, producer extraordinaire, connoisseur of the glasses, and uh, all-around good friend, Jody. What's up, Joe? What's good, bro? How you doing? How's uh, life been treating you over the past week since the Super Bowl? I guess uh, it's been a couple of days. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Am I yeah. on that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, that's yeah, been good. Girls basketball officially came to an end for me. We took You're, an L. What one and done in the playoffs? Yeah, we played against a good team. Um, we kind of oh. snuck into the playoffs as a four seed, played a one seed, and uh, um, you know it's March Madness. Anything can happen, right? But um, yeah, yeah, we took an L. Uh, played tough though. You know, we only lost by fifteen points, and against a team that was supposed to beat us by a lot more, and we we played hard, so. Good, and now we're officially into track season. So yeah, that's what I do in the the spring now. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next, there is no rest. Um, So, what do you coach in track, like the sprinters or yeah, distance uh, ones? I'm the I'm the head track coach, essentially. Oh, so you do everything? I kind of touch everything, but I mainly focus on the sprinters and our relays. I mean, Uh but yeah, I'll coach jumpers. I'll I'll leave the throwers by themselves, right? Like they 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 got their throwers, coach. They do their thing. I don't pretend yeah. to know about all that. Same thing with like the hurdles. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the hurdles, coach. They're good. You know, the uh-huh. distance kids. I'll check in on them. All that good stuff. But yeah, so it's track season now, and like I said, no no rest. But uh, this weekend we get the uh, the three day weekend because of President's Day coming up. Mm-hmm. So gonna take a little mini vacation for a few days. Get out of here. And basically celebrate uh, belated Valentine's Day with Jill. So nice. That's kind of kind of the plan. That's what I got coming up. I'm excited. Hell yeah, that's dope. What's uh? Do you want to start looking at what happened with our bets and and prop picks that we took? On yeah, the, dude. On the so game? let's let's uh let's go through the I Super know Bowl. It was a little rough one. For sure. Yeah, we you know we didn't do too bad. I don't know. We'll we'll go through it. Uh, I think the plan for today for all you uh, joining us, plan is to uh, look at our our uh, picks that we handed out, see how we did, um, good or bad, and then uh, I think we're gonna do a little review of the game, the halftime show, the commercials, and then we'll maybe start talking about what our dr- pre-draft schedule is looking like. But uh, starting off with our uh, review of the all all the picks that we handed out. Jody, let let people know how we did. Yeah, so I think overall it was probably somewhere around five hundred, which is, I mean, that's not too bad. But in the end of the day, you want to win more than you, you know, you don't want to be five hundred. So it starts off over under. That was a tough one. The half a point screwed us over. So it was forty-seven and a half. We had forty-seven on the total. To to be fair, it did close at forty-six and a half. So anybody who took the over. Later, later, later on. you did you did hit it. it. It was a 
Vegas is good. That's what that means. It was yeah, right yeah. on the number. But uh, yeah, go ahead. And the Niners were at minus one and a half. We both took the Chiefs to win, so we gave that one out. Money line. That hit, of course. Let's see. Brock Purdy, uh, I had his over on the yards. Or no, I had his under on the yards. Sorry, it went over. I think he got 255. It, we had 247 and a half. Debo rushing yards. That one was brutal. The the Chiefs D was holding him down. He he had he got stuffed multiple times on sweeps, so he didn't even come close to the 16 and a half. Went under. We had the Christian McCaffrey touchdown. Of course, that's our guy. When doesn't he score? Brandon Ayuk under receiving. Uh, or sorry, under receptions four and a half. I did that last time too. I'm dumb. We hit that one for sure. George um, Kittle, man. Ayuk. You know, they were uh there was a little social media chatter today that I, I noticed. That. Yeah, it sounded like, his like uh, or something, right? Yeah, he was upset. He was upset that he that the Chiefs limited him. But we kinda we talked about that. It wasn't necessarily a game plan thing. I think it was the Chiefs secondary's that good. But mm-hmm. uh continue. I mean that kind of ties into the next one too with George Kittle. We had his over forty seven and a half. My guy got like five yards, bro. I I I kind of think he was more hurt than because I don't know if I've ever really seen him wearing that shoulder brace until this week, and then of course he went to the tunnel at some point in time late in the game, and it was like, oh, he's hurt, you know. So I don't know if that was something lingering all year, or if that was like the past couple weeks and that just started, which probably kind of plays into why he didn't get many many catches. Flipping over the Chiefs, we had Patty Mahomes two sixty four and a half. My dude got like 333, I think, if I recall. So he killed that one. Our guy, Travis Kelsey, 71 and a half. It didn't look too good in that first half, I'll tell you that. One catch, one yard. A lot of the Chiefs props didn't look good in that first half. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we hit that one. We also took him to score. That one did not happen, unfortunately. But, I mean, they did win the game, so that's all that truly matters to him. And then we had Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards at 67 and a half. I think he got like 58 or something, something close. Yeah. That one was brutal. Like I said, that, that Chiefs, or the Niners D was a lot better than we expected coming into this game. So that's another reason as to why they, their front four was killing it. And yep. then coming into the prop bets that we took, we had heads, gave that one out, money. I told you, it's been like seven years with the tails. It's bound to hit. You were right, dude. It was there. Let's see. The Gatorade was purple, so they ran it back from their last time. So we should have we should have just Mamba. rolled with that. But I, I was hoping, yeah, that too. I was just hoping orange would hit because both colors were red. I, I figured it would be <laughs> somewhere mixed in there. Let's see. On the America the Beautiful pick, I gave you Travis Kelsey, but they ended up showing McCaffrey first. If I had said the na- the na- the national anthem, it was flipped. So, you know. This that one, yeah. On the national anthem, the line sat at ninety seconds for the total time. It finished at ninety-five, so we hit that one. And then we said there would be a flag that went over fifteen and a half yards. That one did not hit. There was no downfield pi that we expected. They were actually letting them play a lot, pretty, pretty consistently in the game till late, late, like probably close to the end of the fourth in the overtime. They got a little more strict, and then. We said Drake would bet on the Chiefs as he did. He had the money line and something else on stake, as we mentioned. So, as a whole, I'd say we probably went somewhere around 500, maybe a little bit under. Yeah. But 
it, you know, it was a tough weekend for me. I'll tell you that. Ah. As you could tell from those picks. Ah. Well, I mean, you know, better to go 500 than over. So yeah, true. But first, you true. don't succeed. Try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I I had the money line. I took the money line. It was basically even. So whatever you paid, you got on the Chiefs, and I hit that one, which was nice. That's probably the one of the biggest bets I've made too. In general, so the whole game I was sweating. I was like, "Did I just ruin this in the Super Bowl?" And then it paid off. And then, uh, all right. So when we look at the game, you know, just kind of thinking first thoughts for me. I think Patrick Mahomes has entered sort of the killer instinct mode that um, yeah. only very few athletes enter, where. Mm-hmm. Basically, it feels like he's going to win and get the job done no matter what the situation is. Um, Feels like, you know, Brady, when he beat the Falcons 28 to 3, you know, down 28 to 3, or Brady dragging, you know, like the trio of receivers that included like Roche Caldwell to the AFC Championship. Like, it just didn't matter what situation Brady (laughs) was in. He was going to win. It felt like every time. Now, obviously, he. Not 100% perfect, but it felt – you expected it more often than not. Yeah. Um, you know, like Michael Jordan winning the second three-peat, coming out of retirement. Kobe, you know, like – I mean, there's a million times you could say Kobe, but, I mean, the first time you think of is game four against the Pacers. Shaq fouls out. Kobe's got the bum ankle. Doesn't matter. Like, he just wins the game. You know, Tiger Woods on a Sunday when he's down – Three strokes entering the day. Guy comes out with a dub, right? So, I mean, there's more athletes you could name who have entered this mode, but those are, like, the guys that always come to my mind, right, immediately. And I think he's now in that upper echelon of athlete where you're you're surprised when he doesn't win. I mean, mean, real. And I think as long as the Chiefs hung around in that game, the longer that that happened – the yeah. more sure I became yeah. the Mah- that Mahomes was going to win. I mean, I, you know, you could you may need to just get my dad on here to verify. But during that game, he was <laughs> like, you know, the Chiefs just don't have it on offense. And I was like, man, this game is. Well, a- I mean, we had that conversation too. I was, I was like, yeah. oh man, it's not looking. You're like, he's coming. I feel. It. I was and just I was like, like All right, you we'll can see. just. <laughs> it felt like one of those Brady Super Bowls where it's like, oh, they don't really have it. Oh, they don't look great. Yeah. But their defense is good enough to keep them around. And it just keeps going. Yeah. I mean, they're just, and it was never that bad. I mean, it was, it was 10 0. Like, yeah. It was never like, oh, they're down 21 nothing. I mean, it's 10 0. Like, okay, this guy's going to figure it out eventually. And then, of course, that's what happened. Um, So my, my takeaway was during that game, I felt that way. And coming away, the verification that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I now feel that Mahomes is pretty solidly in that group of athlete where you just expect him to get it done. Yeah, no, I feel you. It was definitely that once the second half hit, it was like it was bound to happen. Like that's how I think they've done it in all their Super Bowls, you know. They the second half hits and they're just keen in on like what they're gonna do, execute execute well, execute the game plan they, they went over with the extra time to prepare and and then it's just game on, you know? And then it was just Mahomes down to the wire like it's always been for I don't know how many games we've seen in the playoffs alone. So 
But for me, my my thoughts on the game, I I mean the the Niners came out hot. You know what I mean? Their defense was looking good. I mean that first drive up until Christian McCaffrey fumbled, like they were rolling down with the ball. You know, gaining yards like crazy. And it, I I texted you. I told Johnny. I was like, it's their game to lose right now. Like that whole first half, they were killing it, and it looked like they were just gonna run away at some point, which never really happened. Well, it, it was only ten points as we mentioned, and it's like. Why can't why what are they not what are they missing down on their drives like they they're getting decent yards but they can't finish a drive and you know there was turnovers here and there which probably led to that a little bit and then I also like I mentioned earlier with Kittle I don't know how truly hurt he was prior to the game because uh, I don't I hadn't noticed the the shoulder thing maybe he's had it all year but I did see it this game and then when he went to the tunnel it was like all right it's pretty bad you know at this point. And then he, I think he only had five, five yards, as I mentioned earlier. It's like he he wasn't producing for the squad, and it just wasn't enough for them as a whole to finish the game and take the dub. And in the end, after the whole game, you know, after it concluded, the second half to the overtime was a great game. And most people are probably going to hate on this game, saying it wasn't good, you know. Maybe halftime sucked to some people too, and then on top of that, it was like there there, there wasn't good football as a whole. And it's like ah, how long did you watch? Like I know some people were like I'm a I'm a turn it off. Like this is boring, hey, you know. It's like okay, what that. else are you gonna watch at this time though? I need that sound bite cut up, bro. I need ah, I need that, bro, because that's <laughs> that's a great one. Um, no, and the numbers that they released, I mean, this oh. is apparently the most. Watch Super Bowl ever. So anybody saying it was a bad game, you watched it. So, so exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, let's let's be honest. It was it a bad game because you don't like seeing teams play good defense, or was it? I mean, or was it bad because you don't like the Chiefs? I mean, true. That's probably a part of the reason too. So. I mean, I, I did want to give out some flowers before we do an ultimate, you know, sort of who won the, you know, not who won the game. We know who won the game, but why. But yeah. uh, first and foremost, the 49ers front four, okay? On this podcast, you know, previewing the game, one of the big points we hit on, we talked about mm-hmm. they, their lack of pressure with four rushers, Yeah. Um, you know, was was noticeable. Maybe, you know, not as noticeable in the regular season, but definitely noticeable in, in those two playoffs. playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, so we so we kind of challenged that front four, not that they listened to us, but I'm sure their coach <laughs> were challenging them. That, yeah. you know, to play against Mahomes, you've got to get pressure with four guys. You can't bring extra guys a whole lot. And they, they stepped up, rose to the challenge. Um, they had... Three sacks, which doesn't sound like a lot. Everyone's like, "Oh, okay, three sacks, no big deal." Mm-hmm. Um, but you look, you dive deeper. They had twelve or seven hits on the quarterback, and then they okay. had thirty-two total pressures, according to PFF. So Bosa, for instance, didn't record a sack, but he had twelve total pressures. And I, I think anyone who watched that nice. game and and really understands what's going on would certainly tell you he played immensely better than he did against the Lions, even though he got a sack yeah. against the Lions. The 49ers pressured Mahomes on nearly 70% of his dropbacks. He felt pressure, but oh, they rarely oh. blitzed. 
Um, and when they did, Mahomes burned them, but um, <laughs> didn't do it much. So they were really effective getting home with four. And then the last thing in terms of giving out flowers here, um, the kickers. Okay, yeah, this may be another thing why people think the game sucked or whatever. But, uh-huh. you know, we saw two kickers set records for longest field goal in the Super Bowl, right? First, yep. it was Jake Moody, yeah. 55. Then, yeah, yoinked like two quarters later. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. A quarter and a half, two quarters later, Harrison Bucker's in there on a 57-yarder. Um, yeah. And shout out to the, the Chiefs holder, Tommy Town. I mean, he got that thing down because it was a high snap on the 57 uh-huh. yard and he got it down. That's impressive. If you've ever held before, which I unfortunately <laughs> had to do in high school, that is a terrible job. It sucks. And um, especially when that snap is off, there's, I never felt more pressure. I never felt more pressure than when a snap was kind of high and you had to get it down. Yeah. Like I, I would, I'd rather get beat over the top on a touchdown than like having that snap be high. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. It's a terrible experience. If you ever had to do it, but the kickers, they were perfect on field goal attempts. Um, they were obviously near perfect on PATs, with the exception of Moody's got getting blocked. That proved to be a major play in the game, obviously. Um, uh-huh. But overall, all the kicks that were not blocked went in. So great day from the kickers. And, uh, you know, no one's going to say, wow, great kicking. But in this case, yeah. I'm willing to say it because it, it was yeah. that good. No, and I'm willing to double down on that. I actually had that. I had special teams written down as a whole. So on top of the kickers, the during the punts, we had the the quote-unquote muff punt where it bounced off the dude's foot. And they he should have dove on it, for one. But he tried to scoop it up because he knew the the play was, was scrambled. And so that the heads-up play for the, for the Chiefs on that definitely is a factor as to why, you know, they had that outcome, too. And then... As I, I want to give my guy CMC flowers as well as always. My dude had 106 total yard or 106, 160 total yards, 80 catching, 80 rushing, produced for the squad, and then Kelsey, you know, being able to make plays down the stretch after he he made sure his guy Andy Reid got his booster this offseason. So, you know, <laughs> those two for each team, you know, probably probably the ballers for sure. Oh, that was good. You know. And I I don't know if we said this on the pod or if this was just you to me, but you did tell me about I don't know two and months ago. Yards? Yeah, no. no. Well, you asked me if CMC was like top five RBs of all time. And yeah. I was kind of like ah, I don't know. Right, I wasn't quite ready. Uh-huh. He had like a a probably I mean it's got to be at least a top ten season all time for for a running back. I mean like what uh-huh. he did running and receiving total yardage production, just how clear it is, how much he means to the Niners, especially yeah. in an era where we know running backs are devalued. Backs are undervalued. Yeah. It 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 feels pretty historic and maybe some of the numbers are sort of skewed because of the era that we live in, right? Yeah. Um but the numbers he's putting up given the era and the context of where we sit, um Pretty great season for him, and and he may, mm. he may get there. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to put him in that top five <laughs> yet, but he may, he may get there. I'm, I'm starting to. Yeah. I mean, the 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 performance he had was undoubtedly, you know, great. Obviously, the one, the fumble sucked, yeah. but other than that, that he was, it. he was fantastic. Um, 
All right, so when we look in the game, you know, you ask, like, why did the Chiefs ultimately win this game? You know, so there's a bunch of stuff floating out there, right? Um, I mean, my, my obvious answer would be just an experience. They've been there three years with Mahomes, you know, already mm-hmm. prior to this one. And then it's like the, the Niners were here for, what, four years ago or something. But half that, more than half that team probably isn't even here. Like, CMC wasn't there. They had Jimmy G playing, like, a bunch of different factors back then, too. So that, yeah. that is, like, an obvious answer. Yeah, no, I, it is a very different Niners team, and to a certain extent, it's a very different Chiefs team, right? No Tyree Kill this right. time around. Um, and obviously, they were able to win it without him last year as well. But, you know, I think a lot of the things that people were pointing to, especially, you know, you look on social media, of course, and you see what the talking heads are, are talking about. And, um, you know, do I think it was Shanahan's decision to take the ball first in overtime? Yeah, no. that's tough. I don't. I, think I, I didn't know the rule changed at that time, to be honest, because I, it was like there was a wild time at the crib with the kids, so it was like I wasn't really paying attention to the rules. But then after, uh, like the next day, heard on PMT they were talking about it, like, oh yeah, like with the new rule, like they they were like, why is the clock on to begin with? It's basically a shootout if everyone's scoring, you know. So they're like, we don't need the clock for one, and then two. You want to see if they could score a touchdown first or if they get just a field goal and then you can go and try and win, which is basically what mm-hmm. happened with the Chiefs. So if I was paying attention, I would have known, but I couldn't. I wasn't hearing nothing at that time. Yeah. Um, I don't think that decision ultimately cost them the game, though. Um, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second. Was it the fumble by Christian McCaffrey and the punt that hit the 49er that they, that you mentioned earlier? Uh-huh. No, I don't think it was that either. Was it Miss P.A.T.? Mahomes? Was it Mahomes' greatness? Yes, but no, not that either, all right? <laughs> These are all <laughs> questions, okay? But I'm going to tell you, like, the real reason why yeah. the Chiefs ultimately come away with a W here. Um, all those things played a factor. The Niner defense, you know, as they began to wear down, Mahomes started cooking late in that third quarter. Mm-hmm. It became clear, right, that, hey, he's going to have the juice to win this game as long as his defense holds up. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened in the overtime session, right? And that's why yeah. I was was advocating for deferring, if you're the 49ers, yeah. right? Let, let, hey, we'll kick it off. We'll defer that decision to the Chiefs. Let them take the ball and, uh, you know, so, you know, I would prefer to have gotten the ball, gotten the ball second if I was Shanahan. But again, I don't think that's the reason they lost the game. Um, like I said, those are not the primary reasons the 49ers lost. The real reason, um, you know, you start looking at this thing, that muff punt that let the Chiefs take the lead really did feel like a dagger. And yeah. all the evidence to that point, though, suggests that the 49ers should have had a comfortable enough lead that it should not mm-hmm. have been a dagger. So yeah, the question is, why did they not have a greater lead? And you look at it, the Niners had 20 rushing yards on their first drive, which ended with that yeah. McCaffrey fumble, right? Looked mm-hmm. exactly like we anticipated that the Niners would have a major edge in the run game. That was kind of that Chiefs weakness on defense. You know, Even though they were really stingy, you could kind of run the ball on them all year. Yeah. 
but the 49ers only ran the ball for 90 more yards the rest of the game, including overtime. They only got 60 more yards from McCaffrey. He had all 20 rushing yards in that first series. Yeah. He only had 60 for the rest of the game. Um, they averaged only 3.5 yards per carry, mm-hmm. which made Kyle Shanahan pass happy, especially to open the third quarter. Here's the sequence of plays to open the third quarter for the Niners offense. After the interception, right, they go pass, mm-hmm. pass, pass, punt. Next series, okay. pass, 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 punt. Next series, run, pass, pass, punt. So they open the second okay. half, eight of nine plays, passes, three straight, three and outs. They don't take advantage of the Patrick Mahomes interception. That was the moment. And I'm just going to tell you, that was the there. That's never going to be their recipe for winning until Brock yeah. Purdy becomes, you know, as long really as long as Christian McCaffrey is who he is and Shanahan is the head coach, their recipe is not going to be eight out of nine passes. No, I mean, that's just not know. what it's going to be. And especially in this game, when the strength of the Chiefs was their secondary. Um, mm-hmm. That's so sure. the real reason why the Chiefs won this game, they outgained the 49ers on the ground, 130 to 110, which meant the Niners never salted the game away with the lead. They allowed Mahomes a maximum number of possessions because they threw a bunch of incompletions, especially to start that second half. Leading rusher, too. Now, I will say some of the r- rushing numbers for the Chiefs are deceiving, right? It's not like they just ran for... 130 with Pacheco, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Holmes had nine rushes for 66 yards. Majority of those were scrambles, but his biggest run was a designed run in the fourth quarter or on the fourth, the down, fourth down in, in overtime. Yeah. Um, Pacheco, he wasn't great, um, especially compared to the production he had in the playoffs to this point, but he did enough. And in the end, if you told us before the game that the Chiefs would outgain the 49ers on the ground, then, then we would have definitely said, oh, yeah, Kansas City's going to win, and that's what happened. Yeah. So at the end of yeah. the day, the, the, the Niners sort of fumbled, I think, their chances early in this game, you know, in the first half, early third quarter, by not being able to run the ball consistently like we thought they would be able to. I, like, once again, after that first drive, it just didn't happen. And the Chiefs give a lot of credit to uh, you know um, Steve Spagnuolo and what they were able to do defensively to get the the Niners out of their run game and force them to throw. And right now they just don't have the requisite skill set to say, we're going to get in a head to head duel with Patrick Mahomes and Purdy's going to beat him. That's just, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. It wasn't. So um, they kind of lost their advantage that way. And that's why this game turned out the way it did. Yeah. And another beside, I want to make another point to your, statement about if the Chiefs would have, if you would have been told that the Chiefs were going to outgain them on the ground, they would win. That also kind of ties into where if you have a lead, you got to just run the ball as much as you can, waste the clock, you know what I mean? So that's also going to be true somewhere down the and, road. And to be fair to Shanahan, this isn't 28-3, to three, right? I mean, it's not like yeah, they were winning. True. They were winning by 10. It was 10-0 mm-hmm. and 10-3. Yeah. But once again, it it's less about clock management here more about your identity and what you're good at yeah and what was going to win you the game and they kind of got away from it because to give the chiefs credit the chiefs i think forced them to a little bit and so you know that i mean just 
that assortment of facts is what helped yeah. the Chiefs win that game. Well, yeah. Also, though, I feel like they probably do best based off the run. You know, hit a play action, and that's when you take your shot to IU down the down the stretch or Kittle. So it's like, which is what happened know, in the first series. Go away. back and watch that first series, that first drive. It was yeah. run, play action, hit him in the flat, right? Yeah. Play hit action, the screen, hit the hit the dagger in the middle of the field, run, run, right, and then all of a sudden fumble, and it ruined yeah. the the momentum they had on that first fifteen that Shanahan scripted. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I think that really covers the game. You know, I, I didn't feel the need today to, to give you the full film review. I mean, we've yeah. seen all that stuff. We know <laughs> the game, right. The, the motion yeah. and why that's so difficult for those guys with the, with the outside release by Kelsey and, and then, mm-hmm. um, Nicole Hardman coming back. That underneath. That's always going to be a, a far run with the inside DB having to take that out route based on the releases. It's always going to be tough. Um, you got to create rules for that. You know, that's, it. it's a really, really hard one, but you almost got to high low it with the outside corner, have him drive the first out and give the other, the inside guy time to get to Kelsey on the top side route. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, in, in more fun sort of maybe <laughs> appealing to some people, maybe not appealing to others. what do yeah. you think of the halftime show, Jody? All right, so my guy, Usher Raymond, you know, I think he went out there and killed it. I know some people were probably going to say, you know, it wasn't the flashiest thing. You know, we saw Katy Perry bring out a lion one year, you know, rode out on there singing. (laughs) And my dude was out there just on like a little stage walking back and forth, you know. I I did like the part where he was using the band at a point in time to play the beats to his song. I thought that was really cool. He, He had the little roll bounce going, you know, he was on the skates going in circles. There was a there was a point in time we knew what song he's gonna play because a clock showed up on the ground, you know, seven o'clock on the dot. He's in his drop top do- cruising the streets. You know what I mean? I think he did great. We had Alicia Keys on the keys over there, right before my boo. You know, she. I did hear there was a little voice crack in her voice. You know, maybe <laughs> the, the moment was a little too big at at the start, but she she killed it too. You know, everyone dogging them for for performing. And you know, dancing a little bit with each other, it is what it is. I, th- I you know, one hand, maybe, maybe you know, to some it's going to be a little too handy. To others, you know, they're just doing their job, they're performing. And I listened to Shannon, and he was like, you know, her her husband probably seen the the rehearsal anyway. So if there was an issue with it, he would have told them, you know. So I don't know. Sure. There's a, there's a lot of questions there. And to close out my my little review of halftime will compton tweeted black don't crack and it felt like we were out there in 03 so essentially what he was saying was everyone was looking fine and with all the dudes you know we had Ludacris, little john alicia keys just felt like we were back in times just growing up listening some bangers you know what i mean dang will compton is wild he, <laughs> bro. he's wild for tweeting that. He's just, unhinged, just to put, he's unhinged he's at times for sure. But he's, he I is, love the guy. He's hilarious. He's, he's wild. There, um, um, before you get into yours, I'll I'll give you another one that he tweeted out recently. It was oh no, there was a a, a thing that said like former Raider player says that the script is or something about the script, right? And basically, what it is like, Will Compton, former Raider, says that. 
it was in the script for the muff punt or something something really dumb but it was hilarious because oh this gosh. dude just like he loves creating chaos in every oh situation oh my gosh you know <laughs> yeah will compton he's uh he, he enjoys being the center of controversy i think yeah yeah um, definitely so i'm not particularly a fan of usher like like just uh-huh. which is not to say like i don't like him it just maybe i know like a couple bangers and that's about it like yeah. i'm not really familiar with his discography yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah i mean that for yeah. sure you know um but and that also just a you know quick side note that seems to be the case for majority of halftime, halftime shows True. like yeah, I, I generally am not like the biggest fan of anyone they have performing like lady gaga um, like yeah I yeah i mean like my my kind of dream halftime show is what they did in la a couple years ago where yeah. it was like oh definitely you know, 50 Snoop Cent, and Eminem, Kendrick. Uh, yes, like Dr. the Dre, full. Yeah, those, that that was kind Mary of my J. dream halftime yeah, show. To be honest, definitely. like that was my favorite one of all time because it was just artists that I like. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I will say this: Usher puts on a show. Like, yeah, the showmanship sure. was fantastic. Uh, some of his features were fun. Like, to me, it's basically a lot of what you look for in a halftime show. Like. There's recognizable faces, yep. banger songs, great energy, fun surprises with the choreography and the ambiance. Like you have people out there in skates and doing splits and like, yeah, you, you saw dudes getting tossed in the in the stands, <laughs> and like, the, the, watching them. Yeah. Um, so solid show in my mind. I mean, it also people are very critical of these halftime shows. It still amazes mm-hmm. me that they put together a stage in like eight minutes and then they take it apart in like five minutes. Yeah, and for real. They like have this whole thing set up and it's like, you know, whatever it ends up being like 10, 15 minute show, but crunch, they, literally. but they, yeah. they put in a year's work to get this done. So I always appreciate uh-huh. it. I always think it's, it's pretty good. I do have a question for you. We talked about the different acts we've seen. Everything. Yeah. Who would you like to see in next year's Super Bowl be the halftime show? All right, so this one, I've heard talks of it already just because of the location. So it's going to be in New Orleans. Okay. And no other great artist from there than our guy, President Carter, my guy, Lil Wayne. See, I like that one. That would be fire. And then you end up with Drake (laughs) and probably Nicki Minaj too. Like, that's some heat right there, bro. That's all I'm going to say. The old school YMCMB? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Maybe even uh, DJ Khaled for fun because why not at that point? He's just out there on the on the turntables. Nothing would be funnier than DJ Khaled. We the best music. <laughs> Nothing would be All funnier. I do is we. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, I like that one. I'm with you on that. I'm. I'm. But let's book Easy it. Yes, let's man. let's see if we can get it in. Um. Oh, last note. I want to apologize to to Will. I am. I thought he was Kanye West when he first came in on the show. Yeah. I was like, is that well, there Kanye? was another point. It was like CeeLo Green like, at some point too. I, I was like, missed that one. Who? I honestly was just sitting there looking at it. And I was like, yeah. who is that? Like, I think that's Kanye West. And then I realized no, I, it was I Will definitely. I, am. I I will say I definitely <laughs> thought it was Kanye, but I was like, Kanye has no ties to Usher like that. And then the song played. I was like, oh, that's Will. I am. I was like, I know that because they got that song together. So, yeah, that one was a tough one. And then, oh, man, I do this all the time where I want to say something and then I forget. Oh, I remember. 
So I was gonna say it, it's all the halftime's also tough as a whole because you either play a lot of like a couple songs, you know, or you play a lot like or like little snippets of a lot of songs, you know. If there's mm-hmm. no, you gotta either take a lot like three good songs. Yeah, that's a and fair then point. Someone, someone that you decisions. bring in, or if you got like I'm gonna play thirty seconds of like ten songs and then let yeah. the dude come in. Yeah. So yeah, that's another another snippet of the halftime show being tough as a whole but um the things that get in between all those you know we mm-hmm. got the game we got a break we got the halftime we got breaks talking about commercials here what was your favorite commercial on the day all right mine was probably the the dunkin donuts the dunk kings with uh-huh. uh ben Affleck and matt damon and tom brady that that's that was hilarious bro. <laughs> Hey, J Lo is like embarrassed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, she supported me at my work. I gotta support her at hers. <laughs> Bro, that that was so funny. They nailed like yeah. the whole the whole thing. I thought it was hilarious. Um also I'm hyped for the new Deadpool movie because of the trailer uh-huh. they released. Um It has the Wolverine, yeah. Yeah. Feel like it's gonna be awesome with Wolverine. And then like just Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Like are genu- generally friend, like genuinely friends, and I uh-huh. think they're hilarious together. So I'm just yeah. thrilled to see them on screen in those roles. I think it's gonna be so funny. So I'm yeah, excited well, about Deadpool that one. Deadpool as a whole is hilarious, and so then you yes. combine two. You're getting that crossover of X Men and that. It's gonna be crazy. And then, so yeah, I, that's gonna be exciting for sure. Even for Marvel fans as a whole, you know. But for me, yes. my commercial that I really liked was the Arnold Schwarzenegger. With neighbor. the State Farm, yeah, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and they're like, Cut! and then they're like, he, he's like, this woman's in labor. I lost it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one set me through the roof, and I looked over each other. This got to be the best one yet, right now. And, <laughs> and, but I didn't like the ending where they uh, was that Danny DeVito is that that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like how they brought him in. And they're like, I, I, I got this. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I was like, come on, bro. We need one more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that's a callback to uh, to a movie oh, no that way. they did together. I got to remember okay, what it's now, called. You know, piece it piece together. I think it's... <sighs> What's... Okay, hold on one second. I got it. All right, well, Give I'll a... get you another... I'll get you another uh, commercial I liked. This one I'm a little sad about, though, because it was released earlier... Or I guess prior to the Super Bowl is like leading up. Okay, sorry. It's Twins. Yeah, yeah. That is the name of the movie. I knew it was Twins, but I just couldn't remember. They're yeah. uh, they're in the movie together. Uh, it's 1988, so it, it predates oh. us by quite some oh, wow. time. But it yeah. is a good movie. It's pretty funny, actually. Okay. All right, I'll definitely have to check that out, get the reference. But yeah, so uh, have you seen the you, – well, you probably saw the Paramount commercial. I don't yeah. know if you saw it before the Super Can Bowl. you take – me yeah yeah so (laughs) so that one was released prior to to the super bowl and i thought it was hilarious but then when i saw it i was like it's not gonna be as cool when the super bowl comes around because it's already out but i really like yeah you had the music and that's always like the dallas cowboys like halftime that everyone always posts you got the hey arnold like oh it's a football let me chuck it you got (laughs) two on the screen you got to, uh, Peppa the pig. They're like, we need some some <laughs> pig skin to throw up there now because we couldn't <laughs> do it the first time. Like as a whole, I thought it was hilarious, uh, but it's just 
I had already seen it, so it didn't hit the same. The thing, the thing that always gets me on that commercial is "Shut up, Barrymore." All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the Super Bowl. Honestly, puts a bow on the 2023 2024 season. Yeah, came to an end. Um, Appreciate all you guys. You know, listening. Make sure you hit the subscribe, right? All that good stuff. Please, everywhere: uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, TikTok. If you got that, wherever you get this, uh, you know, this podcast. Make sure you smash that button. Leave the reviews. And uh, if you've been with us this long, keep sticking with us because just because the twenty twenty three twenty twenty four season is over, doesn't mean we stop, fellas. Doesn't mean we stop. We're still going, all right? We're starting on 2024, 2025 now. The, the new season starts right now, okay? Back. Um, the Bears are on the clock. The Bears are on the clock, right? We got draft prep galore. This is almost, you know, if, if we're being honest with ourselves, draft prep season is probably the most fun other than, like, when we're in the playoffs, I would say. Yeah. Like, this stretch from playoffs to draft probably the most fun time for us the the worst part is the dead period of the summer because you just there's just not much to do except predict things and hope right but um (laughs) the draft is really fun we get to watch um we had a lot of success last year in our in our draft prep looking at the different position groups you know there were some guys we missed on but there's a lot of guys we hit on all right and uh and not only that with like fantasy for some people too i'm assuming like I mean, there was the sleeper of like Jameer Gibbs a little bit because he went a little early to some people where we both liked him. Probably, I think me more than you, but yeah, at the, at the end of the day, he was definitely a good player. JSN started to like come in his feet later in the year with Geno. Just and the what was the killers was the defensive dudes, Devin Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, even a little bit for the Love Eagles. Those just guys all around, yeah, loved him. Um, so. If you're uh, if you're gonna want to tune in, we'll give you a quick breakdown of what our schedule is gonna look like leading up to the draft next week. We're gonna start our breakdown by talking about edge defenders, all the pass rushers on the edge. Nice, um, nice. We're gonna give you each each of us are gonna give you our top five, similar to what we did last year. If you listened last year, um, so we'll give you the top five at each position. We're gonna break down each guy, why they're ranked, where they're ranked, um, give you some film cutups to study, all that good stuff, and. Uh, their key attributes, and then we'll even give you a pro comp, you know, past or present. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to start with edge players next week. The week after, we'll get into some tight ends, and then as we go, we'll get D-line, O-line, linebackers, running backs, corners, safeties, and we're going to finish with the quarterbacks because that's what everyone wants to hear. So we'll get the most data possible by getting as close to the draft on those guys as possible. Um, and so that'll be the last one we do. And then – I think we're looking this year to step our game up a little bit and do a mock draft the week of the draft before the draft releases. Ooh, right before? Um, yeah, get that out. And uh, and then we'll we'll see, watch the draft and we'll do draft review. So that's our next few months. Um, we're going to put the time in so that you guys don't have to. We'll show you the film. <laughs> Come on here, you know, watch, listen, learn, and hopefully be prepared for the draft so that when you get into round three and you're hearing names, you know who they are. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. but, uh, you know, Joe, I think that's, uh, that's it. We're super excited and we appreciate everyone who listens. Facts. And until then, our guy, Ray Ray taking us out.
tell them I remember But will they all remember me? I wonder how they feel about me I guess we'll have to wait and see Time moving fast now Feeling like I'm on my own Acting like I got it figured out But I don't know what's going on See, I don't know what's gonna happen I don't wanna let you down, mama Try to front like I ain't worried about it But deep down, I'm scared, mama Catching glimpses of this evil world I can't avoid it, it's impossible And my biggest fear probably Is I'ma end up being able to I'm conflicted cause I always say I'm still the same But if I'm wanting something different, then I gotta change Change. I want them all to remember me and to know my name We got a purpose and I'm feeling like I found mine But I still second guess myself in my damn time <sighs> Stress is never ending, I'm losing my damn mind Am I a descendant of David like the chosen one? Or am I someone begging for you to notice him? Will I go down in history? Or will I be forgotten in the mystery? I can tell them I remember But will they all remember me? I wonder how they feel about me I guess we'll have to wait and see